you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, welcome to episode number 67 of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason, I'm the host of the show, as you know. And tonight I'm not joined by the wrestling kid, aka Rich Kid, unfortunately. I know, it's kind of sad and quiet without him, but yeah, he couldn't make it tonight, unfortunately. So it's just me flying solo. Um, again, if you don't like the sound of my voice, you probably want to switch off now. <laughs> but um, I'm sure that's not going to be a problem for y'all. Thank you for joining us. And if you're joining us for the first time, by the way, welcome. Uh, what we do here is we consider ourselves Black, British and Geeky. Um, that means we give you our kind of geeky and Black perspective on um, movies, comic books, video games, TV shows, and basically everything else in between, and everything and anything that covers kind of the gamut of pop culture, really. Um, myself, I haven't been able to do a lot of recordings recently, so unfortunately there hasn't been a lot of new podcast material. Um, now, as you know, for those of you who've been listening, I had my son uh, about three months ago and he's just been wonderful. He's just been so much joy and he's brought so much joy to, to me and my wife. And, um, you know, he's made us a proper little family. But unfortunately, that means it doesn't leave a lot of time for recording. Um, he's currently teething at the moment and he can be a bit ratty. So, yeah, that that's a, a challenge and a half. But one of the things that having him around has done is it's given me the opportunity to actually watch a lot of stuff um which is something i haven't been able to do uh up until this point but i've been catching up on a lot of movies and, and tv shows and loads of things that i missed at the cinema i've been able to actually go out and catch up on funny enough um but one of the things we've also done a lot of is be together as a, a family and kind of watch stuff on tv too um, one of the things I've really enjoyed doing with him is um, watching anime, which I know sounds weird, but <laughs> stay with me. There is a point to it, and um, I will get to that point very soon. Uh, but before we do that, let me first of all tell you that um, we also went to go and see a manga exhibition at the British Museum here in London. And I have to say, if you're based in London or if you ever get to visit London um, and you're a manga fan, you absolutely have to go to this exhibition. Um, as said, it's at the British Museum. It's on until the end of August. And essentially, it's just a collection of some of the great kind of original works and the concept designs for a lot of the, the manga that you would know and love. Um, along with some titles that maybe you haven't quite heard of, but it literally carries the the you know the, it runs the whole gamut of everything that you would expect. So it's got stuff like Captain Tsubasa, which is just an absolute classic and something that I adore from my childhood. It's got a big focus on Studio Ghibli. It's got stuff about Attack on Titan, Dragon Ball Z, 
um, professional uh, Goggle 13, like loads of stuff, like stuff you, that you've probably forgotten about, because um, I know I had. Uh, and it's just wonderful, really. It, it, it took me way, way back to my childhood being there. Um, and it's so vivid because each, you know, not a single space within the exhibit is wasted. Everything is is in some way, you know, kind of given over to the, the art form of manga. And it shows you kind of how far this Japanese art has, has traveled across the world and, and, you know, the influence that it has on many artists and, and writers who uh, are working in, in the fields that we love today. So it's definitely worth going to check out if you want a fun day out. So um, head to the British Museum website. You can find out some more information about it there. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Now, um, as I said, you know, one of the things that I have been able to do since being with my son is, is catch up on a lot of TV. And in particular, I've been watching a lot of anime. Um, he's getting to the age where he's starting to become aware of, of the television and he he gets kind of attracted to sort of like bright lights and fast movements and things like that. Um, and he's actually talking to the television as well. Well, not so much talking because he's, he's three and a half months old. He's kind of shouting or babbling at the TV, but it's quite hilarious because he, he, he seems to respond to certain types of things that he sees on the screen, which is just funny as hell for me. But um, one of the things he, he loves is anime. Uh, and I recently signed up to Crunchyroll, which is the uh, online anime streaming service. Um, and yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And he's really enjoyed it, too. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Crunchyroll is basically like an anime version of Netflix. So if you can imagine that in your head, then yeah, that's, that's what it is. Crunchyroll itself is pretty good as as an app although i'd say it's very rough around the edges in some ways um the interface isn't quite as user friendly as i think it could be um and i think they could certainly take a page out of the leaf or, uh, you know out, out of the netflix playbook really from from that because it's it's really not quite the smooth experience that it should be um what i do like though is that it does have a massive back catalog of animes to that you can catch up on um and that's what you know the boy and i have been doing we've been just going through powering through as <laughs> as many series as possible so i'm gonna talk to you a little bit about some of the ones that he and i have, have kind of responded to and have enjoyed a lot um one of the first ones that we actually got into was uh phoenix wright ace attorney now for those of you who've had a nintendo game boy at any point or um, you know, or just a Japanese uh, video game aficionado, you'll know Phoenix Wright is, you know, one of the classic sort of Nintendo titles. Um, I believe there's been free games. I, I'm not 100% sure. You can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, because I, I, I've only played the first one uh, of, of the games in the series. But I know there's more than one. Um, and yeah, basically there's an adaptation of those video games that's been done in anime form. And it's a bit slow going at first, but it's actually surprisingly entertaining once you get into it. Um, he and I both kind of struggled with it. At first, he liked the theme music because the theme music is very peppy, very loud, very, and the visuals are all very colourful on, on the intro theme. So, yeah, that got his attention and it certainly got mine as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it is a bit, it's a bit hard going in a sense that you 
you know if you're used to a certain type of anime so if you're not somebody who is keen on you know kind of sort of light humor and, and silly humor and things like that um then you know it, it's something that will irritate you pretty quickly but for me I've, you know i don't have an issue with that i've always been quite happy to enjoy a little bit of craziness and a little bit of silliness with my anime um i'm somebody who actually can go from you know instead of watching something like phoenix right and then go to to watching death note um, and again, it's not like a lot of these more serious animes don't embrace the humor elements anyway. They do. They go out of their way to do it. So, um, you know, it, it shouldn't be too much of an issue for you if, if that's the kind of thing that you're into. But what I would say is, um, you know, Phoenix Wright is, is definitely worth a watch. It does capture a lot of the elements of the game. Um, and it does quite well to sort of translate that onto the, the big screen or the small screen, so to speak um so there's you know lots of the, the the catchphrases and things like that that come in from the original game are there so in that sense it, it's a it's a good experience um i would say if as I said you're into something that's uh quite light or you're looking for something that's quite light you're looking for something that's fun easy to pick up then phoenix Wright is definitely um one to go along with and as said if you're a fan of the game then you'll absolutely love it because it's it's a very very faithful adaptation uh of the original game so definitely worth checking out so aside from phoenix right i've also been catching up with attack on titan now again for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while you know like attack on titan is my jam i love that shit um you know i've been following that uh ever since the first series dropped um a couple of years ago and yeah man that story is getting meaty now i know there's quite a few of you out there that do watch attack on titan so i'm not going to spoil anything of the story suffice to say that yeah things that business is picking up (laughs) it's really picking up um but you know attack on titan continues to do the things that it does very well very well um so you know the it is very watchable the action is is brilliant um you know the the scary elements and the tension are played up really really well too um the characters are not really developing that much but you know that with a show like this you you kind of watch it more not because you expect character development but because you want to see cool characters do cool stuff and that's basically what they do within this show um and as said you know one of the big strengths of, of the show is the set pieces um and those are amazing i mean how the animators managed to pull off you know kind of the battle scenes that they do i'll i'll, I'll never know and i'll continue to be in awe of them um the storyline is also quite satisfying as well so if you're one of those who is disappointed by game of thrones' final season um attack on titan might be the thing that fills that game on game of thrones hole for you because um it does a similar type of thing but to me in in my opinion it does it better um it's a little bit more convincing and a bit more believable um and it certainly doesn't make its characters do strange things for no apparent reason so yeah definitely check out attack on titan um season three is is what we've been watching recently and um yeah i've really really enjoyed it i'm all up to date with that so um i'm pleased as punch and I'm looking forward to the next episode, which I think is out on Monday on Crunchyroll. So, yeah, Monday, look out for that on Monday uh, online and it should be up there. 
another show that I've really been getting into as well has been One Punch Man. Um, now, Shonen is kind of a divisive genre within uh, the anime fraternity. There's some people that really don't like Shonen. Um, shonen, by the way, is is kind of like a subgenre of, of, of anime for those that don't know, and and it basically kind of focuses on combat and fighting and martial arts and, and sort of things like that. Um, and One Punch Man, I mean, uh, you may have heard the name before for for those of you not familiar with with anime, but One Punch Man is uh, effectively um, it's like a superhero parody, I guess is is the best way to describe it. Um, in a sense that you have uh, this this key character, um, this character known as as, as One Punch Man, who um, basically just trains himself to become a superhero, and becomes so good at it that he can defeat his enemies with a single punch. Um, what this show does really really fantastically well, though, is instead of just kind of focusing solely on the gimmick of the one punch, it actually goes a little bit further into delving what being that type of person would, would mean for the average Joe. Um, because the the hero Saitama is, is pretty much an average Joe in, in every other facet of, of his life. Um, and, you know, he struggles with kind of almost depression and, and melancholy because he can't get a decent fight anywhere because as soon as he gets into a confrontation with a supervillain or a bad guy, he ends it with one punch and then that's it. Um, and it's really quite, you know, quite touching, quite clever and quite humorous the way um, that that is explored within One Punch Man. Um, so it's definitely, I would say, a, a series for, for people who are looking for something a bit unexpected um, and perhaps weren't you know, looking for the the typical anime, shall we say, um, something that subverts expectations almost. Um, that's definitely what One Punch Man does. It, it definitely will subvert your expectations. So I would say absolutely go and check out One Punch Man as well. Um, and it's what damn funny as well. Like it really is. It's it's the comedy just translates so well. Um, you know, the humor is is one of those things that can be hard to to kind of translate to different audiences because sometimes you know some humor relies on cultural references that are very specific that you can't pick up as an outsider if you're not from that culture um but you know one punch man is pretty much universal in terms of how it, it pulls off its humor and it does it superbly well as said so absolutely go and check out one punch man as well if you haven't and if you have and you are a one punch man fan um please get in touch man because i'd love to chat to you i want to guess about one punch man with somebody so um if you listen into the end of this podcast recording you'll find uh, a little bit of contact details there um which will let you know how you can get in touch with us so aside from One Punch Man, I've also been uh, trying to check out some slightly different uh, anime as well, because one of the things that, that people perhaps overlook about the anime genre, for those who don't know it, is that um, it can actually be kind of quite diverse. There can be a lot of different types of anime that you can come across. So, you know, I mentioned earlier Shonen, which is kind of like a subgenre, um, but you also get, you know, different things like romance, you get comedy um you get horror uh you know you get a lot of, of different types of things going on as said within the anime genre and um one of the animes that i discovered and was really surprised by was 
uh, one called 91 Days. Um, it's basically a, a, a gangster thriller, I would say, set in the Prohibition era. And um, it's about a character whose family is, is murdered by uh, a mafia crime family uh, who are trying to get some information from the the, the father of this family. And um, they're all murdered apart from one of the children, a, a young boy who, who witnesses the whole thing and manages to escape. And then the young boy basically dedicates himself to getting revenge against this mafia family. And um, what plays out over the course of the the series of, of 91 Days is um, basically this Machiavellian kind of scheme that this character pulls off to, you know, kind of reel all of these disparate elements together, all of the people who were involved in his family's murder. Um, you know, by the time he, he grows to a man, by the time he's sort of 18, 19, obviously, a great number of years has passed um, since the event so he has to set in motion a series of events to try and draw these people out from hiding or retirement or from you know joining who've joined different gangs and have moved on um, to try and exact this this vengeance and all of this is happening across the backdrop of as said the prohibition era in the United States which was when um, you know, alcohol consumption and sale was was banned in the United States so um, behind all of that in the background is is these confrontations between different mafia families who are all vying over this one piece of turf called the island um which is where a lot of uh the the kind of big booze markets are the illegal booze markets are so they're all kind of trying to get a piece of that pie basically and um is a really really well done like magnificently well done i mean the the writers have obviously paid attention and have done their research in terms of the gangster genre because all of the tropes that that you like from that um are there and present uh but as said what they've also done is they've weaved together a, a really interesting plot um featuring the the main character's um journey and and what he has to go through as said in order to enact this revenge that he set out to achieve um and it's really gripping it's a really really interesting uh plot as well the voice character work on it is is excellent um the character designs are really good there's a really stark kind of design and a sparse a sparseness to the character designs which which really works well for the subject matter and for the era that it's based in as well so um 91 days is is definitely a, a very gripping watch and if you're a fan of kind of thrillers and, and things like that then i would definitely recommend 91 days to you and say you've got to go and check that one out uh the other show that i've been checking out as well is another one which is kind of just twisting my melon i mean i haven't finished it yet and um it's one i've not watched with uh quincy because yeah it's a bit violent and a bit crazy um but this one is called angels of death and um what i like about it is it's is the craziness of it almost um so basically it's like a kind of psychological slash survivor horror um it kind of takes its influences i guess from things like saw and um you know sort of uh survival horror series like that um effectively there is a a main character a young lady who who wakes up in the basement of a hospital um with no real memory of of 
sort of who she is and, and why she's there. She's got vague kind of bits of pieces of, of, of information in her memory about, you know, why she's in the hospital. But um, a lot of the, the detail behind it is missing. Um, and when she comes to, she realizes she's trapped in the basement with a serial killer um, who's trying to kill her. And um, she is just trying to basically avoid uh, the serial killer, obviously, who who wants to carve her into pieces, who's just insane. Um, but then they discover that they're not alone in the basement and that there is uh, somebody else who's there, a doctor. Um, and it turns out the doctor is also a serial killer. Um, so the two of them kind of team up. They manage to kill the the crazy doctor and then basically decide that um, they're going to try and get out and they make an agreement um and the girl says to the serial killer that she's gonna allow the serial killer to kill her if he helps her to to get out of the the building basically that they're in um and then what follows it is kind of their journey as they go up through this building and what they discover is that every level and every floor that they arrive on there's another killer um on that floor who um, has some kind of weird mental tick or some kind of psychosis or something that's trying to kill them. Uh, and so basically they've got to survive the, the the killer on that floor, find a way to defeat them and then a way to move up to the next floor. Um, it's kind of crazy as said. It's a bit kind of like, um, I think it's a bit like dread in a way in, in terms of, you know, kind of working your way up a, up a building with a bunch of baddies, a bit like the raid. But um, as I said, these characters are messed up, man. <laughs> They're really twist up, twisted up. It, 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 watching it kind of messed with my head quite a bit. Um, I won't lie. Yeah, it really did. And I found it a bit of a tough watch at times because it's hard to kind of completely empathize with the characters. But that's kind of what I've realized is, is so good about the show is the fact that, um, you know, just when you think you're able to empathize with somebody and you kind of let your guard down a bit and go, oh, this is, you know, this is a semi normal person. They then go and do some crazy evil shit. And you're just like, no, actually, you're you're just as messed up as everyone else. And um, it, it's kind of cool and, and refreshing, really. Um, because we often kind of, you know, end up with TV shows and, and movies where, you know, the good guys and bad guys are clearly defined and there's no kind of grey area in the middle. Um, but what this show does really well is it is it plays in the grey area. Um, and that's what makes it, you know, such an interesting um, and fascinating watch, really, for me. So, um, yeah, those are the things that we've seen so far on Crunchyroll. Um, there's some other stuff that I've got saved on my playlist as well that I haven't started yet. Um, there's a Blade Runner um, a anime. I think it's called Blade Runner 2029. I think it's like a prequel to the movie that came out a couple of years ago. So I'm going to sit down and check that out at some point because um, I've heard good things about that. Um, and there's a few others on there. There's uh, GTO, Great Teacher Onizuka, which is just my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite stuff. I mean, speaking of mangas earlier, I, I got into that uh, via the manga. And um, yeah, GTO is just amazing, man. It's so funny. Um, it's absolutely, completely and utterly politically incorrect. Uh, it's something that I don't think you could ever, ever pick up much of an audience for outside of you know a, a very niche crowd because as I said it's it's absolutely not politically correct but 
um that's kind of part of its charm and it, it's a child of its time i guess you know it came out sort of in the mid 90s um and it's very much kind of based around the the attitudes of that era um and i suppose the, the characters in it are quite childlike and childish as well so you kind of expect that too but um yeah it's a bit of a niche one gto but i'll definitely come back with you with my full thoughts on that once i finish that series as well um and yeah i said that's about it really um so you know quincy and i have been enjoying watching Crunchyroll and, and watching our animes and we've had a good time with it man it's been a lot of fun um what i will do is i'll try and keep you guys updated with um some of the other things we've been watching as well uh, i know i haven't been able to do the is it worth a tenor reviews recently and i do apologize for that um what i'll do is is maybe i'll try and package uh, a couple of reviews together next week um so we can get some of those out especially with spider-man far from home coming out as well um so we'll try and get a few of those together and uh, hopefully the next time you hear me the russin kid will be back with me as well so we'll have some company here and you won't have to listen to my voice droning on and on about anime all the time but um yeah that's it i'm gonna leave you with that um thanks a lot for listening make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening to us uh if you haven't left us a review on itunes as well please do consider doing that because it really does help uh get the word out for what we're doing and it helps other people find us and if you know people who might enjoy what we're doing then by all means give them our website address give them our podcast channel address and you know have them subscribe and have a listen we and also as said we love to hear from you too we are interactive so make sure you stay tuned to the end of this podcast and you'll hear how to contact us okay that's it for me i'm out of here take care of yourselves and i'll see you again soon peace Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the Britpod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters.